0: This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast.
1: Drive the Lane.
2: We are back in the Buckeyes, our number four in the country. And including to our friend Seth Greenberg, who's on the show today, they're a one seed. And we could not be more excited, and we are brought to you by West Coast Bias Head on over to westcoastbias.net. You can get you can get your hashtag towel gang stuff on there. You can get brown stuff. You can get Buckeye stuff, and you can get towel gang. And if we didn't mention it, you can also get some oh. towel gang merch. Let's get into it. We're gonna talk a little bit about the team. I have a special question for Joey, but then we have an awesome interview with Seth. It's or with Coach. It's honestly not even worth us talking very long because we got to get to that. Joey. The Bucs are number four. Let me get, like, two quick points. Let's hear it.
0: Uh, greatest team in the country. And, uh, no, I, I think we talk about it with, with with Coach Greenberg, but, like, the fact that these guys are so bought in and happy for each other's success is the coolest thing in the world to see, like – and then for me personally, to see Justin Ahrens, Dwayne Washington, each other, Kyle Young, all the guys that I – Have I hope made an impact on their basketball careers and their life. I hosted them, whatever it was, got help commit them to get them to commit to Ohio state, whatever it was, makes it all so much better. It makes me feel like I'm still part of the team. It makes me just that much happier for these guys success. I mean, these coaches are the best in the business. They're unbelievable people that have created this incredible culture and family atmosphere that just impacts winning so directly and exponentially that it's just so it's so easy to root for this team and so fun. So let's just keep it rolling. I mean, like, take it all in. It's not every year that you have a top-five team that's contending for a number-one seed. As an Ohio State fan, you are so unbelievably spoiled, and I say this every other show, it seems like, but just take it all in. Go, Buckeyes. Like, holy moly. Like, yeah, we college all, football playoff. We, like, we could sarcastically say they're really good, for as, lo- as long as we want but when Seth Greenberg and other guys are putting them in their final four like we got a legit team in our hands folks like sh- buckle up and drive the lane because we got some content coming your way we probably should mention that uh,
2: the other head coach we had on this year coach Conzo Martin there uh those Missouri Tigers are number 10 in the country we could see a potential national championship matchup but <laughs> Joey's laughing over there my question to you Joey Sorry, you almost killed me with that joke. My question to you, without saying yourself and without saying guys who were drafted. Me? Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, sorry. This, th- this Ohio State team is really, 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 really good. Which former Buckeye that was not drafted and was not you would you pick to add to this team to really be like, all right, this is not only the best team in the country right now, this might be one of the best teams ever. And I have an answer that I I, want to say, but I want to hear what you have to say first. What a great question, Andrew.
0: Um, two guys come to mind. First guy is an obvious answer that everyone's going to have, Aircraft, just because – the lack of point guard depth with Jimmy being out, like C.J. Walker's banged up. Shuring up the point guard position a little bit would be really – I mean, obviously a guy like Aaron Craft is not shuring up the point guard. He would immediately be, you know, in his prime, a top five point guard in the country, right? So Aaron Craft is the initial answer. But J. Sean Tate, you put him on this team, just gives you another body down low. He can handle the ball. We already have great shooting, so you know we don't have to worry about adding some shooting. But the ultimate winner plays as hard as anybody; doesn't need to run plays for him. And like in Holtman's four years, like his two toughest players are Kyle Young and Jayshon Tate. And you put those two guys together, both in their primes, like oh man, like that's a scary, scary front court. And a guy, and the guy that is a perfect—he's a perfect complement. To EJ too, like they play so differently. So I think JT fits in so well with this team. Also,
2: I have I have two answers, and you can't go long, you can't go wrong with like taking a Lighty or a Buford. There's really no wrong answer for this. And I think if you could take anyone, you're probably taking Mike Conley. Def like you're definitely taking Mike Conley. You got drafted. No, I'm saying if you could take anyone, you're probably no, taking Mike Conley. What? Well, I, I'm, I'm more extrapolating the career all the way out with everything that, that happened with them. But I guess for – I
0: thought we were talking about prime Ohio State basketball players.
2: Right, right. But I have an interesting answer. Okay, one, Lenzel Smith, because you know you're getting lockdown defense. You know you're getting a guy that's going to make the right decision. You know that he is Mr. Team because he's not the guy that's you're counting on to score 20. But he also could go off and hit a bunch of threes. And he's Chicago, so we got to give the little nod, okay? The one thing that Ohio State is missing this year, and this is a weird fan perspective, all right? Nothing gets you more excited than a big poster dunk or a big alley-oop or a big block. You want Sam Thompson on this team. So I want Sam Thompson getting the out-of-bounds lobs because that was two points. Every single time the ball was (laughs) out-of-bounds when he was on the team, it was two points. It was just lob up to him dunk two points imagine if Justin hit hit a three Dwayne hit a three to cut the lead down to two and then Sam Thompson yams in your face nuts on your head all right and you're on an eight <laughs> zero run with that it's like you're you're done you're not scoring another point the rest of the game so that's not really like a like from a team perspective, but just from like a fun excitement perspective, how fun
0: would that be? I respect that answer. I don't agree with either of them, but that's because like, <laughs> you went a different route and I respect that again. I'm not going to sit here and, and pick apart your answers because that's no point because Lenzel is Lenzell. Well, if you on. didn't say JT, I would have said JT.
2: That's the clear-cut answer.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. We, let's. I mean, like people already – it was already put out to from Fox to who would you want your former team to be, but – we should put that out for for drive the lane specific to Ohio State. We'll put that out there. So we want to hear from you guys um, for what give I'll give Zolden some more work. Uh, we, <laughs> we want to hear from you guys and hear what you who you would add like and don't just say me because you want to because like that haha that's funny but like they don't need me. <laughs> um, but no, I I won't pick apart your answers. I love those guys so that, that's good. They'd add to the squad, no doubt.
2: I'm just, thinking about, I'm just thinking about Dwayne on the fast break.
0: Doing the like a,
2: yeah. And it's not that these guys don't have it, but it comes from making a few threes in a row and heating up. Or it comes from, you know, Moose taking advantage He's of his minutes. Up. Moose, up. Moose is just every time – once a game he does something that like every single account is going to tweet about your bar stools your btn your drive the lanes your landis's
0: and his his name is is moosa it's a great name moose the moose is loose sorry for coining that phrase that everyone loves sorry my bad but no this team is so fun i mean like we could go on and on for about it but we should probably get to seth greenberg because he does a lot of talking um and bad mouth (laughs) you just leave leave it at that Does a lot of talking in a good way, like I don't mean that in a bad way, but he goes, he goes at me, he he pipes up Zolden. You get everything in this in this interview. You will not, you will leave with a full stomach. Uh, there's no doubt about that.
2: A full a full stomach of Greenberg.
0: <laughs> full stomach of Greenberg.
2: All right, join us now on Drive the Lane, ESPN college basketball analyst former coach, but most importantly, our friend, Seth Greenberg. Coach, welcome to the show.
1: It's good being with you guys. Here's the two questions I have for
0: you. Well, fast. All right,
1: two questions. Uh, Question number one is how come, Andrew, it's drive the lane like he's some big shot? (laughs) I mean, like, like, I mean, I mean, seriously, he's a big shot. He's got, he's like, that's like saying courtside with Greenberg, screw Dockage.
0: I mean, our – I mean, is that wrong to do?
1: I mean, I mean, I wouldn't do it to my my podcast partner. I mean, I'm just I'm just an observation. Well, Andrew, we're know. getting ready. Well, originally, I
2: came to Joey with this million dollar idea, and you know, this was back when I only had three hundred Twitter followers. I'm up to about six fifty now. So this is <laughs> way back then. I said, Joe, how about a little uh, Joey Lane tell all? We call it drive the lane. Sell it to one of those Ohio State, you know. Outlets and make a couple hundred bucks each. Little did I know that we'd be interviewing you, you know, however many months later. So if I could go back in time, I would name it drive the Andrew.
1: Exactly. Now the second question is even more important. Now, Joe, being that, you know, you're basically, you know, just a has been, you know, right. like hopefully you get a couple free tickets every once in a while. Uh, you know, there's one thing like the big time schools, and I I consider Ohio State a final fourteen program this year we'll get into that later but the big time schools the former players every year get a big bag of gear (laughs) all right like a big bag of gear like you know travel sweats half zips long sleeve dry fits Couple, you know maybe at least one pair of shoes maybe a win you know the old winter coat you got every year my question is but The way it is at Duke, this is what Jay Will tells me, there's like three different levels. Like when when David was out of college basketball, so he didn't have to say that Duke was going to lose a game, then they got all pissed off. He got, you know, now he gets the good package. When he was working in game day, because every once in a while, he'd have to have an opinion that maybe was negative. He got like a couple of dry fits and, you know, Maybe a pair of shorts. I want to know what your package is from Ohio State.
0: So <laughs> it's a great question. Um, here's, to my knowledge, and I could and I could not know everything. I know it's hard to believe, but I probably don't know everything about this topic. Um, to my knowledge, the way it kind of the way it kind of operates is when you go back and you see the equipment manager and you hang out, you get taken care of, and that's what's happened to me. Is I've gone when I went back, like if I went back for a game. They give me a sweatshirt. They give me a couple long-sleeve shirts. I got my fair share of shoes. They're still the shoes that they have there now are the shoes that I had. So I, I don't. I don't need those now. Lord knows I do not need more Ohio State shoes. But I could be. T- I could be totally wrong and just miss, be missing out on a a bunch of care packages. That could, I mean, Jared Sollinger, He's getting whatever he wants. There's no doubt about that. I am not gonna sit here and say that I should be getting. You know, but well, what we do get, get,
2: but what we do get, which you know, for me, I I get these benefits, you know, just as much as Joey. We get Coach Holtman's been on the show twice. Kyle Young that's Dwayne see. Washington. Those are some perks right there
1: <laughs> that, that, that's good now here's the, here's the last question, and I'll let you answer the question. yeah,
0: this is our do show you, but you go do,
1: out. You, do you guys get a better deal? Do you get a better deal and i hope I hope by the way, you take care of your boy Andrew with some cotton, but like do you have a better deal than like i don't know a guy like Andrew Dockett, who was there for like seven months and had the longest senior night speech in the history of life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I yeah, it's a little bit, you know, it, if we could backtrack, if he doesn't make that shot against half court against Michigan State from half court, he might not get anything. You know, <laughs> but because he ends up having this shot that is replayed every single time Ohio State plays a basketball game, everyone thinks he's Aaron Kraft basically. Like everyone gets some confused with Aaron Craft. You know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like when we used to when we were in school together and we would go to like a local high school game, you know, everyone knows Dockage. And then only the real fans know me, you know? So it's a little bit flip-flopped in, in the sense of, you know, the only thing that's different is that Dockage was a GA for two years. Oh yeah. So so he was getting all the gear then. Like he stole, he was, you know, if I want to just put Dockage on blast right now, he was staying on my couch this summer and, and he was taking my polos to go to work when, he is getting all of them from Ohio State and I'm not. So I don't know. I don't know. That dude doesn't do gear. He doesn't, he's not, he's not swaggy, he's not stylish. I don't know. I don't know if Double D's the same way, but he Have you Andrew, seen my
1: man Double D dress? Come on I finally got him to shave his head instead of have that one strand of hair wrapped around his head a pops. So I mean we've got it to that point. I mean he's come a well, long way, my man D squared.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. But all right, if you would let us. Can we yeah. ask you some questions?
1: I'd be honored. Okay.
0: Let's start it off like this. Our plan is to go grand scheme of college basketball and then obviously narrow into Ohio State because that's why you're here is you're one of the first Ohio State believers. Um, but just to kind of kick us off, weird year in college hoops, obviously. Not very many fans. We're in a pandemic. And all the teams that we're used to being good are not. What, what is your takeaway from this year of college hoops so far?
1: Well, I think that, you know, look, I look at the teams that are not good. They're young. They're inexperienced. They're physically, mentally, emotionally weak. They don't deal with adversity well. Uh, The Blue Bloods that are normally really good, like, say, Kentucky, their guard play is horrific. So, at the end of games, they can defend, and they can do enough things to stay in games. The last four minutes of a game, they don't have a big to play through. They don't have a guard that creates. They don't have a ball guard. I call ball guards have to be able to do two things. They got to be bucket getters and bucket creators. You know, it's not like John Wall. It's not like Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's not like Jamal Murray. It's not like Tyrese Maxey. It's not like any of those dudes are walking through that door. Uh, You know, the, the young players they have are what I call suspects. They have a chance, but they're just not ready. And then, They're just not tough enough. I mean, whether you watch Duke last night, Jalen Johnson's supposed to be a lottery pick. He wasn't even in the game at the end of the game. I mean, the guy played the eighth most minutes on their team. So uh, I think some of those teams are struggling from that. Kansas has an older team, but they don't get any easy baskets. They relied on Dotson and relied on Adelka Asabuki, who was like the immovable object, uh, and everything you had to do defensively centered around him. So, you know, that, that takes care of them. I do think North Carolina's getting better because they have an identity, they can play post to post, they can rebound the ball. I think that their guard play is improving, which is, you know, important. And I think Kerwin uh, Walton has been the, the savior because he can make enough shots to open up the court. Uh So, you know, I think that veteran teams, teams with substance, teams with shared experiences, team with, teams with toughness, uh, teams with maturity have a huge advantage. And then, you know, you start the season, you didn't have the summer, you didn't have – a real preseason, you didn't have scrimmages, you didn't have uh, guarantee games to gain any confidence, so then those guys got thrown out, and it was like, holy crap, this college basketball thing looks a lot easier on TV. So,
2: it's
1: hard. But, That's it. Well,
2: <laughs> Gonzaga has been the number one team in the country from the first tip to now. And it doesn't seem like they're going to lose. I don't know who could beat them. It doesn't really seem like anyone in the whole country matches up well with them. In your opinion, do you think this is the year they could finally win one?
1: I think, you know, right now, if you had to pick two teams, you'd say Baylor and, and Gonzaga. Like, I talked to Mark Few last night and like, he's really impressed with Baylor. We're all impressed with Baylor. They're so good defensively. Now they're at a pause, which will be over a month which is going to be really interesting to see what happens. But uh, Baylor's an elite defensive team. They don't – I call them a bow constrictor. They don't defend. They suck the wind out of you. And their guard play is phenomenal. And they got depth at the guard play, Butler and Mitchell have been great. I think after that there's a drop. I'm not saying those teams can't win. Like I think that Michigan, if they ever get off their balls, can win. I think you guys can – Ohio State can win. Uh, but Gonzaga offensively is the most aesthetically pleasing because they flow right from transition into their offense. Uh, Suggs has been good, but Kispert to me, and this is going to be a shock to the Big Ten people, I think Kispert's a player of the year.
0: I, see, we have arguments all the time. Obviously, Luka Garza's incredible. Incredible. Uh, I, but, but Iowa's not that good right now. So, I mean, it takes away, you know, if you say, all right, Iowa's a top-five team, and then you take a guy who's averaging – Twenty-five and ten. Of course, he's the player of the year. Um, now, you're sounding like you don't you don't think he's the player of the year anymore.
1: Um, I'm i, I uh, This was a, a month ago. I was leaning towards Kisper. Kisper is so efficient. It's ridiculous. And look, I look, incredible. incredible. I'd have no. If Luca won it, I'd be happy. Because he came back, not that he, he not that he was an NBA player. He works his ass off. He never takes a playoff. He's relentless on the glass. He plays the contact. He's working and running the floor. He's improved his game every single year. But, uh, and they miss C.J. Frederick. So, I mean, there's no doubt about it but for C.J. Frederick. I mean, they just miss his shot making. Uh, but you can't continue to lose. And the one thing about, like, Kispert every single night. And, look, he's got great players to play with. I mean, you know, I mean, it's amazing. Yai and, you know, and, and, and Suggs and Timmy and uh, Nebhard and Watson. I mean, it, it's such a beautiful team to watch. But I think Kispert's in the conversation for the Woodward.
2: I think one more team we definitely want to touch on before we get into our Buckeye groove. Uh, my alma mater, you know, the Missouri Tigers – We had Coach Martin on the show, and now all of a sudden they're a top-ten team. We think it's correlated. What do you think about the Tigers?
1: We had Coach Martin on the uh, World's Greatest Podcast this week. We learned all about his leaf blowers and his vacuums. (laughs) Loves leaf blowers and vacuums. I told him he had the best beard in all of college basketball. It's not even close. It's just not even close. I'd like to see Dockage try to grow a beard. That (laughs) would be the worst beard in college basketball. Uh, I think they're good. I think they fit that – you know the, the the DNA of a of a team that can make a deep run, veteran team, physical, uh, have a low post player who can score it, a wing guy that can score it. Uh, at times they can be a little erratic, uh, but I I really like them. I think they're really really tough. Their analytics don't say it, but. They they have a toughness about them that gets gets me past all that stuff. I think they're really good, and I think he he just has a good way. You know, Coach Martin he he's just a good dude. I mean, I've known him forever, and he's an old school guy with compassion, is what he is.
0: I have a few last questions that I that I want to ask you before we dive into Big Time specifically Ohio State, like Andrew kind of already said. Number one, and this question gets old, and I know you get asked this all the time, but who's your Final Four right now? It's really just who's your Who's your other two for the final four? And then who's like guilty pleasure team to watch? Maybe a team that maybe they're ranked in the 20s. Maybe they're not ranked. Maybe it's a mid-major team that you think is just awesome. They're not necessarily going to make a run, but they're just awesome. And then same question for player-wise. Some guy that maybe is a little under the radar that you just think is awesome.
1: Never ask three questions at once. <laughs> I'll
2: remind I'm you. It. I'll remind you. You start with the final What's four
1: this? one. I mean, Look, I know I'm old and decrepit. I mean, this is a lot for me to process right now. Um, you know, obviously those two, and I, I had Michigan. I think I think Michigan's a final four team, and and I've been teetering on actually my fourth number one I, for a while. I was thinking Villanova, but I didn't like their toughness against St. John's. I thought they they backed down a little bit. At one point, I had I liked Iowa. I've never been on the Alabama train whatsoever. I just, I think it's, I wouldn't call it gimmicky, but just so like six nights in a row. I mean, or four nights in a row. I just don't think that holds up. Like right now I have you guys as my, as my fourth, number one today, in this moment in time. Uh, I think that with, not you guys,
2: <laughs> well, you got us as your number one <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. As, as uh, as the the name of this podcast, but, and the reason being, there's versatility, and just real quickly, and we'll get into your, you know, versatility within the lineup, you know, I mean, like it's, guys play to their roles, but they have freedom. They've got, you guys have toughness, and look at the bodies on, on the Ohio State team compared to bodies on a lot of these other guys' teams. I mean, to win without CJ was really, really a good thing, and actually helped Justice Suing, I think, a little bit, gain more confidence. Uh, the, 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 the development of players has been phenomenal, phenomenal development of that. So right right now, in this moment in time, I, I actually have Ohio State as my fourth. Uh, you know, I had Virginia there for a while. I didn't like how they just didn't respond against Virginia Tech. Uh, second half, they didn't guard anyone. Uh, I want to see more from Jay Huff. And I think Kihei Clark, if you make Kihei Clark a scorer, I think that he, as good as their offense is, and as good as their spacing is, and as good as they shoot the ball, uh, like I would, I would gap Kihei Clark. I would stay attached to Huff and Hauser uh, and Murphy when he when he's in the game. And I think you could really, and then when Beekman comes, in, you can really gap him. And I think they 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 they're, they're not going to be as effective offensively. So right now, uh, I'm going to put the curse on Ohio State. Coach Holtman did not get the. Uh, World's Greatest Podcast bump, because after he was on our podcast, he lost, and he's probably not talking to me anymore.
0: That's okay. We had Dockage on last year when they were the number two team in the country, and we were like, Andrew, like, is this the best team like you've ever been around? And he was t- saying all these great things, and blah, 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 and then they lost to Minnesota the next night. So, that's
1: and that's, gonna... yeah, that's what's going to happen in that league. Yeah. It's yeah, just... absolutely. Well. We'll we'll. Oh, really? You've got more questions.
0: I mean, we'll. I'll spare you the other two. Maybe I'll ask.
1: I'll just them. real quickly. Not, not a, I do like to watch Drake because. Oh, quit. so you
0: remember them? Good. You
1: remember yeah. the questions? Uh, but I'll tell you, I, I'm all in on the Big Ten. To me, is the best coach, best scouted, most most uh, best executing conference in college basketball. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's close. I mean, I, I really believe that. It's uh, the games, you watch those games and they are just, as a league, my my favorite team to watch is that league because the basketball is just better. It really is. It's just, it's better. I never find myself going, oh, this is unwatchable. I mean, it, it's every single night, uh, the games are really fun to watch. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, to me, it's the league. It's the league. It's the competitive. And the Big 12, look, the Big 12's got... Seven teams, seven of their 10 teams are going to go to the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, I really believe 17 teams from from which is basically half of the at-large teams are going to go from those two conferences. I mean, I, and, you know, I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Uh, another team I like to watch, although they've been a little more erratic, is is Creighton. They play with really good flow, uh, really good spacing. I, I think they got a lot more junkyard dog in them than people realize. They got a little more of an edge. In him than than people realize. And I love watching Jalen Suggs. Uh, I just think he's a tough son of a bitch. I think he's uh, competitive. He's got a little Jason Kidd in his game. Uh, He sees stuff early. He's competitive. He's fit in. And like even watching the other day against BYU the other night, like he's speaking of Mark, yeah, I spoke to Mark for a long time yesterday. He's so coachable that he wants to get better. Like he made a play that not a lot of people would notice. I thought it was like a great play. He he made a back back cut um, off a little kind of jump stop penetration that Nebhard made in the, uh, I think it was the second half. His defender just turned his head. He didn't hesitate once. Once that guy start, turned his head, bam, he went back door. Nebhard dropped the dime. It was a layup. Like, That's a cool play. Then I still remember the play when he got hurt in the West Virginia game. He he convinces Mark to come back in the game. He comes off that high ball screen with his size, looks off the wing and throws that thing right over the top to Timmy for a roll. I mean, like he's just got a maturity to his game that you know I think is really special. He reminds me more. He reminds me Jason Kidd, but he's got the presence because it's more maybe embedded in my mind of a Jalen Brunson.
0: Oh, we know Jalen Brunson. We know Jalen Brunson pretty well on this show. And I agree. Suggs is a gamer. He's just, I mean, as competitive as it gets, clearly. And, like, he's just a stud. Like, there's there's nothing that he doesn't – like, he's shown every facet of his game. Great passer, great rebounder, and can score when he needs to in every single phase of the game. I mean, he's – yeah, he's incredible. It's, like, almost unfortunate that he's on a West Coast team – where you can't watch them every single night because the games
1: are starting. what the hell are you doing that you can't watch them every single night?
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would love basketball to be my full time job, but it's not quite there yet.
1: <laughs> Sleep's overrated. You young people don't understand. Sleep's overrated.
0: So so my
2: favorite player to watch is Finger Gun Zed Key, because when he gets in the game, you know it's gonna be exciting. How how important do you that think he's gotten better, by the way? He's gotten a lot yeah, better good. every time he gets out there. Well, my, my question is how important, and I, the answer is going to be really important, but I want you to talk about it as a coach. How important is it for this Ohio State team if they want to make a deep run that the veterans keep playing well and the young guys keep contributing as much as they have also?
1: Yeah, you want to develop. You want to develop your bench. You want to develop your bench for injury. You want to develop your bench because of a positive test uh, or a contact trace. Uh, it gives you more flexibility and versatility. And by the way, that guy's different than anyone else in your roster, you know, because he's—I you know, don't know what is he six nine, almost six ten. I mean, he looks, he looks like six eight. He's the only back to the basket guy. Yeah, he's—he—he—he he, he has a different role than everyone else, and you could play him with EJ, which is, and you know, which is really good. So, I mean, I think I think he's really important, and uh, I just think that when you go to your bench. And this is something I learned from Coach Holland when I was assistant at Virginia. You got to do one of two things. You've either got to change the dynamic of what you're doing, and that person kind of changes who you are for a moment, or it's just a mistake free player. And he changes kind of your look a little bit, uh, which I think is really good because all the other guys that come in, and I, I said this, uh, I said this, I think, uh, yesterday uh, for a sports center hit. Like the, the thing that Ohio State does is they got guys that embrace their role and champion their roles and don't bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I do well, coach this is what coach wants. This is what helps me our team win, and I'm going to go and I'm just going to kick ass and do this, and I'm going to do it at a high level, and then you know, some nights I'm going to play a bunch like the other. E, E.J. gets seven points four, the guys score double figures. Kyle gets 18. I mean, the Rutgers game, I talked to the Rutgers coaches after the, after you guys whooped their ass, and, like, they just said, we didn't have anyone close to being able to bang with Kyle Young. They said it was like a joke. said he just beat the shit out of us. I mean, yet yeah, he's shooting ball to the three-point line, which is, you know, he's, he's moved that out. And you could see how, look, he just wants to win. And that's a cool, you know, that's a cool thing to have, and you know, let's face it. You guys who, who, who transferred last year, you got got to transfer out. Luther Muhammad. Yeah, addition by subtraction. Nothing against him, but 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 you know what? You've got a tighter group, like especially this year. You've got to trust your teammates and keep your circle tight. And because if you don't trust your teammates and, and to do the right thing, especially when you're not there, then it then it impacts. So you guys got rid of DJ and Luther. And you became a better team. Nothing against them. I'm sure you know. I don't know the guys. I mean, I, I thought Carton, the ball got stuck in his hands. Uh, it, the ball didn't move. He, you know, he, probably a talented guy, but not, not for the way coach wants to play winning basketball. I think Coach Holdman's, and you tested on
0: it, Coach Holdman's greatest attribute as a coach, being being a former player of his, is the way that he gets people to buy in. And as you know, Buying in is that's the end all be all because you could be a, a a less talented team with less talented players and still win games because you are simply all in it together and and yeah. the fact that that's n- never more true than with this team because like I mean they've nobody playing over six foot eight and okay. in the Big Ten it's hard to win games like that yet we're playing better than anyone else why is that well we're the tougher more together team and that's just I mean, and that's all back to Coach Holman. It's exactly what you said. Be, he always preached to be a superstar in your role. And, I mean, it's just – it's so evident that that's happening this year. And it's – as a fan, not even as a former player, like it makes this team so
1: easy to root for. Yeah. You know what you just learned there, Joey? What's that? You listen to me, you usually get – you know, it usually comes out right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. No
0: doubt about it. You Andrew, he's like, learning, Andrew. He's learning – Talk about superstar in your role. That was like what I had framed in my bedroom my whole entire life was to be a superstar in my role. And that's why I wanted to ask you what kind of bench player you thought I was coming off the bench. Did I change the game or was I mistake free? I was interested to hear your thoughts on that. But then you started talking about superstar in your role, and I was like, okay, never mind. He's doing the whole, you know, actually giving us some numbers. Well,
1: here's the the thing, big boy. See, I I figured that by the time that you got in the game – in that role <laughs> it was just not to crap your pants and throw the ball to the right color uniform so I would think you embraced that role tremendously secondly <laughs> when they started chanting your name because I know you're a cult figure because you've told me that 4,000 times <laughs> uh, that you know what the adrenaline rush of the crowd of the just with just they were out of control and everyone wanted to make sure you got a shot
0: I'm you're not wrong. You're, you're a smart guy. You know, you've been around hoops. You get it. I, I want you next time you talk to Holtman, not on the record, off the record, ask him how, how, what type of basketball player I was, if I was a good player or not, because you'll be surprised. Like, obviously I didn't get there by accident, but like I was going in there and I was contributing. I don't know if you know, I started, I started a game. I started a second half at Purdue. A second half, that's more impressive than starting the game, right? It's
1: because everyone starts senior night, so I, that is <laughs>
0: impressive. Hold on. <laughs> but do they run a play? Do they run a play for that guy
1: every time? No. They ran a play for me. Oh, I, for the I, I, I speak to coach. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get the full scatter report on it. Please, I, might get, I might get the scatter report. I might post it on Twitter. Please, please do. My senior year,
0: coach, and we had Jordan Bohannon on last last week before the Iowa game. My senior year going to Iowa at Iowa who guess who was on the scouting report? You. Me, because I had because I had three points and two assists the night before.
1: <laughs> they ain't wait. You know, like in today's technological world, like it used to be, if you got your name, I grew up in New York, there was a, there was a newspaper called Newsday or Long Island. If you got your name in Newsday, like for the guys that didn't play in the games, but you know, like we were trying to win by enough so we could get those guys' names in Newsday. Today, it's getting it on one of those prefabbed scouting reports. Yep.
0: That's what Scooney Scootie used to always say that. he would Scooney patent for everyone obviously if you know another scooney that's remarkable because i don't know another scooney but scooney would always yell go ahead get your name in the paper every <laughs> every time in in practice in games it didn't matter whenever i was on the court he's yelling joey go ahead
1: get your name in the paper well here's the here's the question i got for you joey so like if you made the scatter report
0: yeah for Iowa,
1: yeah all right and usually part of the scouting report is you know Best free throw shooters, best three point shooters, yep. and then you know if it has you, you know, it has your name and underneath it says you know like, you know a lot of guys like compare your game to someone, yeah, like so that you know you know how to guard you like you know you know some guys a corver which means you know we're gonna guard a corver,
0: we call him Ruddicks.
1: yeah, all right. So I want to know, I want to know like you know when the Sky report on you came out, what was the comp? Here's what I would say.
0: I would imagine that the Iowa coach say LeBron. First
2: thing, I'd say LeBron. If,
0: if we're being realistic, the Iowa coach is the last thing they need to worry about in terms of defense is guarding me. You know, they got bigger problems than that, right? If we're being honest. But I would imagine that they would say, All right, we're gonna let this short white kid beat us. If he if he makes a couple shots, then we guard him like a Reddick or a corver. And his and his player comparison his player comparison is Jordan Bohannon. <laughs> Because, I thought it would be Doakish. <laughs> oh, here's, here's another funny story, and Andrew hates this story. When so we differed a lot because Andrew was great on defense. I was not good on defense. I was great on offense, and Andrew was exactly what you said: comes off the bench, ball mover, energy mover, not going to make mistake, great passer, run, ran the team. You know, but he's not a huge threat, and he'll be the first person to say that. When I – my difference was I could have been a a huge offensive threat just because I was a really good shooter. But all this to say, Andrew was – you know, he's on scout team as a GA and he's practicing and he's shooting. He's around basketball all the time. I didn't touch a ball for like nine months when I I went home because, you know, I was taking a break. That's just – you know, I was done with this chapter of life. I was on to – you know, I was playing golf, not basketball. And when I came back to Ohio State, I said, come on, Andrew, let's have a shooting contest for old time's sake. (laughs) And I and I went five for five and he went two for five and he will never challenge me to a shooting contest again.
1: Oh, I might have to text I might have to text my man D squared on this one. Go, you know, oh. if, you're, if you're not a good shooter, don't bad schedule. It's like when Dockich and I play golf. I mean, like, you know, like Dan got me the first time, but the last time I made it, great one of my great comebacks of all time, and he ended up walking into the lake. <laughs> That's just the way it is.
0: That's just the way it is. And Dockage was Dan Dockage, was always my biggest fan. Like, always. When he was calling games, if I went in the game, he would he would look at Benetti and go, hey, is Joey shooting three or four times tonight? You know, <laughs> that type of deal. And he, uh, like, one time, like, he went out of his way, obviously, to, to like, compliment me, which is very cool because, obviously, I'm not getting in that much, so that matters. There's one game, my favorite Dockage memory is, I'm watching Cincinnati versus Xavier in my apartment my senior year of college. I'm probably playing some sort of video game instead of doing homework, as all seniors do. And I'm watching the, the, the Crosstown shootout. It's a blowout. The Cincinnati walk-ons go in, and he goes, you know who the most fun walk-on is in the country? Joey Lane at Ohio State and starts talking about me in that game. And ever since – I mean, like, I was already sold before, but, like, I know he's got my back, and he would choose me over Andrew. Maybe. I might be the only guy in a shooting contest that he would choose. D
1: uh, squared the best. My guy, no doubt. I'm gonna go reel us. For
2: me. Me. I'm gonna reel us back into the uh, <laughs> the current Buckeyes for a second.
0: Yeah, sorry. I you, you know you you get me on that track, I'll go forever. Hey, so. <laughs> this boy's easy to wind up. <laughs> what do you got,
2: Andrew? I'm gonna reel really you back in the schedule. All right, Indiana, Penn State, those should be. Those should be dubs, all right? So then you got two more wins for your Indiana final – playing pretty well. Indiana's yeah,
0: should be our dubs. Should be dubs. Indiana, our track record with Indiana is pretty darn good, unfortunately. That's what scares me. It's like we're due for one.
1: They got yeah. a big one against Northwestern tonight, right?
0: Yeah, it's like a rock fight.
1: I don't know isn't if I'm over?
0: for you. Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Wait, isn't the game over? It, yeah, I, I probably. It was – Oh, it's in oh, double it's, overtime.
2: It's 70-70 in, in double
0: overtime. It was 23-20 at halftime. I was I thought it was going to be first to 50 wins.
1: If they if they lose that game, Dan always says that play, forever, playing at Northwestern has been very difficult for Indiana, even back to his days.
0: You know, I, see, I grew up going to Northwestern games, and I saw some crazy upsets. Like, yeah. I, I, we were there when they beat Purdue. We were there when they beat Michigan State. It's like – it's hard because you go from playing in a 19,000 seat arena to like a high school gym, a glorified high school gym. Sometimes it's hard, you know, like it's hard to get up for it, which is crazy. I, I love playing there, but anyway, sorry, we beat, we hopefully we beat Indiana. Hopefully we beat Penn state. God, I'm care changing of- my question. I'm changing my question. Yeah. We hit the big
2: 10 tournament. What's the biggest threat to Ohio state in the big 10?
1: Uh, you know, I'd go even white, further out. Now that it's Indianapolis, I can see them playing it. If I was Ohio State, I'm not sure I'd even play in the Big Ten tournament. But that's another story. I know they will. You got You got to have seven negative tests before getting to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, that's that's something to really, really consider. I think Illinois. I think Illinois is playing really well right now. They got the Iowa win. They got the. Uh, well, they beat Penn State. They beat Iowa. They beat Indiana. And they have one other win in their last four. Uh, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin. Those are four really, really good wins. Uh, DeSumo and Coburn have been really good. Frazier's playing like a senior should play, and, and is fiercely competitive. Williams has been good. Curbelo's kind of you know hit or miss with as a freshman as is Miller, uh, but they're better guarding better. I mean, when they were losing early, like we had a like it, love it, or leave it segment on game day, and I. I said, I'm leaving it, but I can, always, I can always change my mind once they guard again because they were giving up about 81 points a game in their losses. They're defending better now. Uh, they seem like they're really on the same page. and uh, The upperclassmen have kind of taken over the team. You know, early in the season, Miller and Corbella were they, – they had bigger roles. I mean, really, to be honest with you. Uh, I, would think, I, I would think those two uh, – I think Illinois is, is definitely a, a threat. Uh, I even think you know Wisconsin's different because the style of play. You never know, but I there's something not right with Wisconsin sorry, right now.
0: Sorry, I'll interject and agree with you. I don't. I don't see it from them. I was a big fan at the beginning of the year.
1: I yeah, don't see something right, It's something wrong between. They're struggling figuring out which big guys, and they're not playing well, and it seems like you know <laughs> Potter and and Reavers just. There's something not right. And, you know, I, I can tell when a team is, is just not right. I mean, I want to see Iowa when, when, when C.J. Frederick gets back. I want to see what if they look any different. Look, I didn't think they were terrible the other night defensively. I, th- I think that people are, are making it hard. So I said, you know, we're going to let Luke uh, Garza play one-on-one down in the post with him. We're going to take away the three-point shots early. So they stayed home. Now, if, you get, if they blow the whistle, you have no chance because he's going to flail his arms. You know, he's like – I coached against Tyler Hansborough. I mean, you can play per, perfect defense, and the guy's still going to shoot 12 free throws. Just the way it is. But uh, you know, I, I think Illinois, Illinois is really intriguing me right now. And the other team that's intriguing me because it's similar, I think, is Rutgers. I'm a big Rutgers fan. I think Harper's a tough matchup. I think Gio is a clutch player. I think Johnson's getting better. I think there's a McConnell that they just got uh, healthy. He adds a a guy with some versatility and selfishness. Uh, They've got depth. They've got a toughness about him, a similar toughness. And and those guys are another team that plays to their, the the best team is Michigan. But I I just, I can't, it's been so long since I've seen Michigan. He's got
0: to forget him for now.
1: Yeah, I've got to just see. I've got to see if they play Saturday. I got to see how they play. I got to see their legs. I got to see their energy. I got to see. The, you know, they have pretty, pretty. They execute at a high level. What's their timing going to be like? You know, are they going to be lured off the ball? I mean, you know, I talked to Coach Izzo and, and Tom said that, you know, when they got done off their paws, the hardest thing was that guys just they wanted to play hard. They wanted to play. They they just didn't have it in them. They just didn't. You know, you know, they wanted to bring it out of him. They just didn't have it in him, uh, and I think that's going to be a concern for, for them. I, I, I like as opposed to Baylor. Baylor's going to play seven games in fifteen days, so they're going to play through it to get get back. You know, where if 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 Michigan doesn't play any makeup games, and maybe they they'd be better off playing like three games in seven days and just getting it going again. So, yeah. I'm interested to see how they do. I mean, I, I thought Michigan was playing at an incredible high level before they went down. Are you hearing rumblings that
2: locks for the tournament are going to pull out of their conference tournaments?
1: I think some could. Uh, some could. It all depends on uh, league bylaws. But, like, uh, here's the thing. They, the NCAA said you got to play 13 games. All right? You play 13 games. If if if, if a, a, a Athletic department said, and I'm not saying I've heard this, but an athletic department said, you know what? For the health and well-being of our team, we don't feel comfortable prior to the NCAA tournament putting them in an environment where we're going to play four games, potentially in four days, 60 teams, 12 officials, be in a hotel for that many more days, up and down elevators, touching this, touching that. We'd rather just get to Indianapolis and, and, and basically tighten up our bubble. I mean – do you argue with that, or you know what? You could, you a, a coach could say, you know what? I'm really worried. We have a couple guys they're not feeling that well. Uh, they're testing negative, but I just want to be ultra conservative. Uh, I don't think it's best for us to go play in a tournament. If you're a team that has a chance to win it all, would you risk? Well, let me ask you, Joe. Just a real simple question. Would you rather play in the Big Ten Conference Tournament, or would you rather play in the NCAA Tournament if you had your choice?
0: Depends on a couple things, but there's nothing like playing in the NCAA tournament. Nothing like it. So I, my, I don't know how I would feel as a player. I, I would. You got to put it to your players. Yeah, I mean, like I remember, and it's not the same, but I remember my freshman year or sophomore year, they asked us, "Do you want to play in the NIT?" And it's not, it's not the same, but it's similar in terms of like, you know you're, you it's, it's up to you if you want to play, you know, like you're, it's a player's decision. And if you got guys that are saying no to that and no to, to wanting to play, like, I mean, like that just brings up a whole different argument just in terms of like, I mean, it's so, it's just a bizarre scenario as a player. I would say I'd like to play in every single game I can, especially yeah. you know, looking back on it. You know, I would give anything to play another game right now, you know, but as a coach, like, if you're guaranteed to be in the ter- NCAA tournament, why would you risk anything at all? You know, like, it just doesn't make any sense Un- unless you're – it's just uh, – it's the hardest decision.
1: Unless your, play- unless your players want to play. Like, like, to me, you, you got to put it to your players. And then, you know, you got to make a decision. But, I mean, to me, like, like, there are three tournaments in Las Vegas. All right, the West Coast Conference, the Mountain West, and the, the Pac. So let me ask you, so th- you can't create an isolation bubble in Las Vegas. So, you know, if you're at West Coast Conference, you're playing at the Orleans, you're staying at the Orleans, you're going in, up and down elevators, you- you're walking through the lobby to get to the arena. Mark Few, am I Mark Few? You think I want to do that?
0: No chance. Gonzaga is, that's like the perfect example of no chance you should play in it. You're, yeah. you're a lock, it doesn't prove anything by winning that conference tournament. And you're playing in Las Vegas. That makes no sense. It, it's just – it's so weird to me to think that Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State would not play in the
1: Big Ten tournament. Like, that's just crazy to think about. But it might be what makes sense, which – I think the reason you're going to Indianapolis is that exact reason. Though. I mean, you stay there okay. got one right there. you just locking it down, man. What are what you What about school? You? If you're a
0: coach, in a in whatever scenario,
1: all classes are in Zoom, man. I don't know, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> what do you What are you doing, coach? If you're putting yourself in any any scenario you want, are you ultimately putting it up to the players? Yes, but are you, if you have to make the decision, what are you doing?
1: If I'm a, if I'm Ohio State, if I'm if I'm uh, Michigan, if I'm Baylor, if I'm Villanova, if I'm. I, I I, and I love conference tournaments. I coached in the ACC tournament. I coached in the Big West tournament. I coached in the in the a Big East tournament. Conference USA. I loved conference tournaments. Didn't like playing in uh, Conference USA when I had to play Huggies team though, and Kenyon Martin. That wasn't that much fun. Uh, I I would I would ask our administration if we could opt out. And I know Billis and I disagree with this, and I I respect his his opinion, but you start the season, this uncommon season, the idea, I hope we can play 13 games. Uh, And then you still have a goal to try to compete and win a national championship. Uh, I I just think about a month from now, how we felt a year ago when the season, the tournament was taken away from us. I I don't know if I could handle and look at my players in the eye and say so-and-so had a positive we're out because contact tracing. I just, it would be devastating to me. And I think, you know, it would be, you know, you have this incredible journey to get to the NCAA tournament. Everything you do is to get to the NCAA tournament. And this is an uncommon time. I'm a big proponent of conference championships, but we're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic with a new variant, which is more contagious why risk it that's me i'm gonna no arguing,
0: no
2: arguing that point without a doubt i'm gonna all right, Andrew. i'm gonna wrap this up on a positive note all right we're a few weeks away from march march means postseason basketball let's hear the thing you're most excited about you know after we've gone now two years without postseason basketball
1: you know, it sounds crazy. I want to hear the theme song for the tournament. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, like that, we didn't get it. You know, I, you know, I mean, I want to see that first ball go up to start the NCAA tournament. And uh, I don't care if there's people in the stands, I'm sure or not. Uh, and I want to get through the tournament with everyone healthy. Yeah, I mean, I well, think that's the
2: biggest thing. What comes after the tournament is – another tournament one that the three of us are also heavily involved in oh tbt baby let's do TBT. it TBT, we got to here because our uh, our friends slash bosses over at tbt would be mad if we didn't ask a tbt question which of these seniors this year and we say luca garza but which of these seniors do you think should go play tbt right away
1: oh man i'd love to see luca garza in the tbt uh which seniors i'm gonna give i'm not just gonna throw something out here i want to i want to give it a, a a good senior that would uh be impactful to the tbt uh i'd have to stay well it doesn't have to be a senior because what if a guy just puts his name in a draft absolutely true that's true that's I mean, like, uh, first of all, I'd like to see a, uh, for, for any of those guys that are going to go into the NBA G League deal, they should have a team in the TBT. Absolutely. That would be a great dose of reality because they get their ass whooped and then they realize this shit is hard. Uh, so that's first and foremost. Uh, a player I would like to see in the TBT. This is a really good question right here.
2: Good oh, you're stalling. You're
1: stalling. We ask good questions all the time. That's a stalling tactic. I, I, I no, I I am asking because I don't want to just throw a name out. You just throw a name out to throw a name out. I mean, you know, if you, I'd like to see Villanova have a team and Colin Gillespie to put his name in. Ooh, that's and That that would be that would be a good one. Someone that you know people would. Remy Arizona State have a team and Remy Martin play in it because they sure can't win a game the way they are right now. Uh, I'd like to see uh Josh Christopher could play on that team too. Well, he won't pass the ball to Remy Martin though. <laughs> so that's the problem with their team. Uh I I will tell you what, I or I'd like to see kind of what Andrew's idea was was a cool idea with the the Big 10 All-Star team. You know, I mean, the problem is, you know, a lot of these, you know, guys like, you know, say with Xavier Tillman or 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 Cassius and those guys, you know. Not, here's my question: Is Kraft making a comeback?
0: Oh yeah, he's there, hundred percent. And I don't, and I haven't talked to him about it. But with I, how how do you say no to your former teammate saying, "Come on, bro, you haven't played basketball in a year. Can you just get in shape for for two weeks and play with us?" Like he's not going to say no. He's dying to get back out there.
1: Right, but is is any in I mean, like.
0: Oh yeah, he's in medical school. He's got the he's got the he's got the white coat, everything. He's he's fully in. He's, he's gotta
2: log in on canvas and and tell his teachers he needs a few days off.
0: Yeah. He's got yeah, he's, excuse me, professor, I uh I have a basketball tournament this weekend. He'll be like, what, is this sixth grade? No, it's the TBT. Read a book. Freedom <laughs>
1: Fuck. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to think if there's if there's an ACC player even that fits in that mold. I mean, like Garrison Brooks. Garrison Brooks would be good. MJ Walker to start a Florida State team. Ooh, Florida State would have a fantastic
0: team, and there would be play. seventy of them, and they would play all of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they would be they would be no joke. I, I you, I'd also like like to see a, a team. Um, Virginia guys that aren't in the NBA would be an interesting thing. Just for no other reason, I'd like to see those Virginia guys chucking and ducking,
0: yep. <laughs> well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to play pack line defense
1: in the TBT and the guys like raining right threes. What about yeah. a?
2: What about a? And I'm manifesting this. I'm making this happen. A Missouri team <laughs> where the, the seniors, the Smith brothers, Tillman. They call up Cassius Robertson, all of a sudden you got a you got a team with seniors with experience like the Dayton team. And team that you went got, 16, and 16 in college basketball.
1: I want to see Huggy Bear coaching the TBT. That's what I
2: yeah. want. We're working on that. As as <laughs> we have a should, lot of pull. Like,
1: yeah. that. <laughs> that, that would be fun. That would be what that. about you? Why don't you coach? Me, because I, I want to get paid for doing broadcasts. <laughs> True. I got a wedding wa- to pay for it this summer.
0: Yeah, that's a terrible answer. You
1: know what I mean? No, you never know. I, uh, some guys wanted me to coach. I'd like to see Virginia Tech put a team in and have Jamon Gordon, one of my former players, coach it. He'd get him to play hard as hell. You think you'd have any bias if that <laughs> happened? Who, Me? If my former guys were on, there's no doubt about it. I would. I love mm-hmm. this.
0: What if? What if I came out of retirement and put together a team? Would you coach?
1: Would I coach? See what kind of recruiter you are. Oh, I you didn't... can't. First of all, you can't do that because I mean, you got to be—that's your boy. You're going to go against your boys?
0: No, no. Of course not. But also, coach, I'm in sales. The only thing I can do is recruit. So
1: there you go. Yeah. I mean, and and, and hey, by the way, general manager Dawkins. That man. <laughs>
0: If it was that's even possible, general Managed manager dockage is worse than the player Andrew dockage. If you can even
1: general dockage. That's that's like that. Uh, what was that team last year? and uh, Drive that 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 lost in the first round. I mean, you got to have some role dudes.
0: Somebody, anybody,
1: anyone could but... actually pass them all.
0: Coach, we appreciate your time as always. You have. Keep the us, You've given us more time than we expected, or or that, or that we or deserve. Yeah,
1: deserved <laughs> is a better word. When um, are we coming we, back on on your show? Oh, we're gonna have you back on, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. The next time I do this show, <laughs> all right, it can't. It it's got to be. You know, drive the lane with.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, everything we do is. Co-hosted by Andrew Zolden. And oh, I like.
1: I, I think he's on to something. I like it. Andrew, right? I mean, with I mean, R- 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 top billing. I mean, but it's. I mean, you know, we got to have a little. You know, camaraderie. Well, it's on. It's on my network that I
2: run. So there's at least that. All, it's right, all right. The Zedia network. The Zedia network, which is the Zolden Media Network, which is my network. So my name's on there. All right. There we go. All right. I'm. I,
1: I feel better.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. We used to in our early days. We Zolden would sometimes sneak it in and be like, welcome back to drive the Zolden." <laughs> I like it.
1: I like it. I like it. All right, boys. Be safe. You too. Uh, they, thanks, they Coach.
2: Too. All right, you heard us talking with Coach about our other podcast, Inside TBT, which if you haven't already, you got to check it out because, you know, you can't get enough Andrew and Joey. But that yes, interview was – Right. I mean that interview is great as usual because we always have great interviews. And you're Buckeye fans and Ohio State's number 4 team in the country. So now you had a great interview. There's a few week or there's a few days between Ohio State's next game which is we know it's going to be stressful. You don't just get to become the number 4 team in the country and just coach the rest of the season. It's going to be stressful because it's meaningful now. So that makes it stressful.
0: You know, yeah. if it didn't mean any Go ahead, Joe. No, 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 you're right. Uh, Indiana just won, so that's cool. We talked about it with Seth Greenberg. You're listening to this in the future now um, as we have fast-forwarded a couple minutes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the best kind of stress, you know. It's the meaningful stress.
2: Well, it's like when you get a broken heart,
0: you know. It's one one thing if you – It's better to have love and loss than never love at all. (laughs) Yeah, but it would be really great to just love forever
2: and win the rest of your games, win the Big Ten tournament, and win March Madness.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know what we didn't
2: talk about? What did we talk about? Beating Maryland just
0: feels a little sweeter (laughs) this time around. I just – Turgeon, I don't know how I feel about Turgeon. He kind of got on my good side during the game when he was protecting his – his his player – um, for spiking his – why is that ref in the huddle? Like, why are you so close to the bench that you can see him sp- spike his, his face mask? And he's only mad because he got punched in the face, like, not by us. He thought it was by, by his us. own teammate. Yeah, but he's only mad because he has a broken face. So he's a little mad. Like, don't give him a T. Like, God, that was – so Turgeon stepping up for that was good. But then to go and say, why don't you call something on 32? He's been getting he's, – he's been getting every call, first of all. <laughs> That wasn't true because he had, like, no points at that time. Second of all, he didn't even hit him. So, whatever. Turgeon, we don't we don't need to talk. Turgeon doesn't deserve to be talked about on Drive the
2: Lane. All right. So, all right. And that's it. Uh, buckle up. Drive the lane.
0: Go Buckeyes. Big one this weekend. Got to beat the Hoosiers. Go Buckeyes.